Welcome to the Content Podcast, Conversations with Silicon Valley's Creatives. I'm Daniel Garcia, your host and the cultivator of Content Magazine, published by SV Creates. Hello, Ralph here. Today we talk with Ralph Buen Conseco. He's a graphic designer and an animator. Hey, Ralph, how you doing? This is Daniel. I'm good, man. How are you? I'm doing great. Welcome to the Content Podcast. Yeah, this is awesome, man. Yeah. Hey, um, yeah, I just wanted to talk to you just to kind of get some background on what you're doing. And um, at this point in your career, how would you uh, kind of describe yourself? I would describe myself as, I guess, a new, just like a new body in the in the creative field. I uh, just recently went independent about that about eight months ago ish yeah. or six months ago ish um, I actually went independent back in you know late December so I'm, I'm still definitely new in the like a new body a new person in the you know in the independent freelance creative field yeah and what's what's kind of would you say is kind of like your specialties what do you bring to the table my main focus is really you know animation and web design um you know, the reason of starting all that is really I'm just completely in, in love with design in general and that, you know, this is the outlet in being of service to people and, and, and the community in general. So, yeah, I, I, yeah. So I think my focus really is mostly in the web and animation yeah. section. Yeah. When did you kind of like get the bug for design and art? When did you cut, when did that kind of start? Well, meant for art? It started in high school, I think that, that so long ago, it was like two, 2003, 2002. That's when it really started, just airbrushing T-shirts, pants, shoes, you know, and that started making money. So yeah. I figured I'd, I'd follow that direction in hopes to never get a, not, ne- never get a job as a, in a retail shop or anything. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah so that was really the, the main, one of the main drivers of, not having to work at a, a retail shop or a restaurant or anything. <laughs> Were you always drawing, though, as a kid? Were you always kind of messing around? Yeah, I, I was always drawing as a kid, cartoons. And then when I got into skateboarding, I would replicate whatever was on the deck pretty much. That's cool. Then did you go to school for uh, graphic design and web design? I, I, I did for graphic design. Uh, web design came years after I graduated. Yeah. But I, I would def I, I would definitely say, Daniel, that, you know, as far as like going to school to school for creative, it's not the only way. There's definitely a lot of resources out there right now where you don't have to go to school for it. Um, as long as you're disciplined enough to self educate yourself, you're you're good. Yeah. So then for like then for the web design aspect, did you teach yourself then like YouTube videos or something like that or I did, um, but what really kickstarted it was I got into Bonfire and got introduced into web there. And from you know being there, I, I just fell in love with it. And so after hours, after work hours, when I was there, I would yeah, I would literally just look at YouTube stuff, read up, sign up for like you know master classes or Skillshare classes. Yeah. So it's been years of of, of doing that and, and trying to. Get things out. Yeah. 
So when the, when you were hired at uh, Bonfire, that was kind of your first um, like full design position. Yeah, I mean that that was in, in my respect that was the, the first real design job where it was like designer-ish, if that makes sense. Because um, I, I I've worked for like corporate companies, you know, doing motion graphics and. and you know, the basic graphic design prints and stuff, but it was never, there was never really like a high um, expectation or high standard. So that was really the first place where I was introduced to like a high standard or high level of design. Yeah. Um, so the guys over there are just amazing, you know, helped me kickstart that side of, of things. Yeah, yeah. And then, so, and then, so that you worked with them then up until December when you've kind of branched out on your own, right? Yeah, yeah. So, and still currently, we, you know, we still work together. We're still extremely close and they're, they're just family, man. I, I love that. And, but yeah, uh, I was with them for five years and, uh, yeah, recently just branched out and just doing my own thing, really. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. So, what's been some of the, interesting challenges of uh kind of branching out on your own well one is really to find finding the right clients or connecting with the right clients and the first i guess that was that's really the the biggest thing uh, in the beginning and i i did get a head start like six months before i actually left maybe even a little more than that i was already kind of intentionally trying to connect with people in hopes that it would lead into a project or something. So by the time I did go independent, there, there was already stuff lined up and, and I, I, I've had enough connection to where it was safe to make that jump, I guess. But it wasn't too big of a jump. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was a lot of hours put in, so it would be like, you know, working at bonfire and after hours, it's just another of working, you know what I mean, on the, on the personal, on the freelance side. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty, it pretty intense. Uh, but that was the biggest, I think that was one of the biggest challenges so far. And things, challenge, new challenges are coming up. Um, you know, I think that if there are clients, now it's figuring out ways to, to connect with them more on a human level. Because right now it's very transactional. Yeah. Um, it's very, yeah, oriented. So I'd love to, you know, figure out a way to, to humanize that a little more, be more involved on a personal level. Yeah. So when you say it's more transactional, uh, what do you mean? It's like, hey, I have a project. So for example, hey, I have a project. Uh, you know, would you be able to do it? I'd say yes. And, you know, ask them more questions, due dates, and whatnot. Uh, and then from there, it would just be strictly business. You yeah. know, and. Um, I think being more human is maybe like, for example, if I get a project or a lead, I would send them like a nice care package with, with a personal note, some you know personal artwork or something, some small items like that, or thank you packages, where it's like every app, every pa- every project that you know that that's in completion, I would send them like a thank you gift or something like that, you know. And, um, yeah, and in meetings, I'm also starting to try 
try to connect with them more on a personal level. Yeah. Um, versus like strictly business. But I know it's hard because people have, I, I need to respect people's time and there's that balance too. Yeah. Yeah. So you're saying like for you then, I mean, kind of with this is that you want to have build a business reputation or a lifestyle, um, where it's kind of like, it's a mixture where you're, it's like kind of you're working with friends in a way and you're developing it with them. Is that kind of what you're thinking and desiring? Yeah, that, that is ultimately the goal. I've, yeah. And you know, I have that with, with a couple of clients right now. Um, one of them being bought by their, their family. So I love working with them and uh, there's a couple of clients that are like that, but if I can be like that with, you know, with all, all the clients that, that would be amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And what would be the reason for uh, going out on your own? I mean, what's, I mean, I, and, you know, there's things to weigh, like you said, um, you know, I mean, you had to work the full-time job and you're trying to hustle to build your own and, you know, uh, what's the reason? I mean, because to work for a company or, a you know, a design firm like Bonfire is a good living too. So what was, what was your kind of motivation to go out on your own? Yeah, no, that, that was definitely a really good living. The motivation really is to allow myself to be okay and be held accountable to all the small mistakes and small wins in the creative journey, I guess, without swimming in, like, guilt or feeling bad. So, for example, if, if I mess up on a project, then I go into this hole of, like, you know, like, regrets and, I feel bad because it's affecting this person's business or, you know what I mean? Yeah. So this kind of allowed me to, to not do that. And if I make a mistake, then I make a mistake. I move. It's easier for me to move forward now and, um, to hold myself accountable for everything. Uh, really. And I just wanted to be able to explore different ways of, of doing things. For example, different ways of, you know, approaching, of humanizing the, the whole transaction, the whole business transaction and, yeah. and whatnot. Yeah. And then what does that mean though? I mean, like working with clients, I mean, a lot of times, um, you know, you have to deal with the balance between what they might want or there. They want something in the end that you weren't really super satisfied. How do you work with that? And well, how oh, man, that is a, that's such a good question, man. Um, that's, you know, in, in the world of design, uh, design isn't, this is why, and this is why I don't believe design is like a, like a, like a true art form. I think it's just, I think, I think it is, it, it's a business practice. Like the practice is, is art, but really it's for business. So it's, it's, it's kind of a mix between business and, and art. Sure. Um, the, the approach of the business problems is, is is through a creative practice pretty much so with that said when it comes to clients unless they say hey we want the specific style that you do or whatever that you've done before um, unless they say that then the approach is um, the goal is to really service this client at a creative level um, based on what they want so it's really trying to listen and figuring out, you know, what they're really looking for. Cause sometimes clients don't know what they're looking for. And uh, my job would be to help them find that out, yeah. figure that out. Yeah. So, so on top of, 
creating whatever the project is. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, I think that in itself is is a craft in its own, where it's, it's learning how to cipher what the client is saying, figuring out what they really want, and and as a creative, the biggest thing that the biggest hurdle that you need that someone needs to get over would be that this yes, this is like art, like a practice of doing art and creative practice, yeah. but this isn't your art piece. This is. Right. that's the hard part right is is realizing you're providing a service with your skills and still your expertise and style and experience but at the same time you're providing a service so like if you're a painter and they say i want my house painted blue and you think oh this would look better black you could tell them but at the end of the day it's like you're the one who's going to paint it and do a great blue paint job <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly and and there is again it's that is a craft in its own and there are ways where you can um kind of guide them toward a direction you you want and i, I haven't gotten to a point where i'm like extremely good at that yet but sure. i've definitely gotten better at, at, at that yeah yeah that's yeah that's the that's the always the big challenge i mean i think everybody right wants to be the designer or the creative where people come and say, we need this, just do it. You know what I mean? have that free reign, but that's so few people really get to be yeah. able to be at that point, you know? Yeah, exactly. And there's still parameters, right? I mean, no matter what client. Yeah, there's, yeah, exactly. There's always parameters. And if anything, it's better with parameters. Otherwise, it's free for all sometimes isn't is a lot harder than with, uh, with guidelines and rules. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. So you would say that you kind of like some restraints if you are jumping into a project. Yeah. I've, I've, yeah, I've definitely found myself loving restraints, rules and limitations because in design there, there is a lot of rules. There's always a system that you kind of have to establish, uh, to make sure it's consistent throughout everything you're working on, whatever that, that company might be. Yeah. Um, so now kind of being on your own or kind of branching out, what is your um, routine? Like what's your daily routine? How do you, you know, you don't have to get up and go into the office now. Um, at least that's a way. <laughs> um, yeah. So what's, what are you kind of doing to help build um, yourself, your company with those kind of aspects? Well, one is I've I've been doing a lot of like self searching, even like years before going independent. And um, I think once I've gone independent, is where I really put everything I've learned into practice. So one of it is 
a lot of it is really just making sure I'm self-disciplined the moment I wake up. Yeah. Um, so the routine really is in the morning I wake up, uh, make my coffee, chill out for a second, and then I take a really cold shower. Oh, okay. That that like that gets me up, and I write a bunch of like you know science facts behind it, like it's good for immunity. And, yeah. Um, it's good. Yeah, and whatever. There's a whole thing about that. Um, and then I, I, I do have a notebook. I write down my intentions for the day, business-wise and personal-wise. And from there, I start figuring out what I'm going to do that day. And sometimes I do all of it. Sometimes I don't. It's fine. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, after I do my – so after the morning routine, it's really just going into work and, and um, going about my day. Uh, what I did find is that I feel like being, working from home feels – like it's definitely longer. Like it's an all day thing. <laughs> like, yeah, when I had a not the nine to five or, or whatever it was, it felt, it felt nice because it was you were out of the office and work was kind of it was still in your head, but it was there was a trigger in your body or in your mind where it's like you're not at work anymore. Yeah, 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 yeah. But at home, it, it's definitely longer hours, and it feels like it's nonstop almost, but in a good way. I, I, I do love it. Yeah, it is kind of a trade-off. Like to to work from home, in some ways there's a bit there's a freedom um, to have a flexible schedule and do different things. But then to work somewhere else, it's kind of nice because it's really kind of set. And I kind of find even when I go into our office, which is only like two blocks from my house, um, I find like I'm a little bit more intense on getting things done where I'm at home. I'm working on it, and yet even my pace may be a little bit, uh, I don't want to say slower, but not as concise. I don't, I don't know. So then I yeah. end up working yeah, more. No, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I feel it. And that's why I think the, the morning routine is extremely important because there are times where I don't take a cold shower. I, I skip a step. I don't write on my notebook that my intentions or whatever. Yeah. And that kind of... That goes on for like a couple of days, and then I'm like, "Damn, I need to get back to it." That's right. a lot of self-discipline. Yeah, but yeah. There's definitely way more, way more initiative to discipline myself. Yeah. Working from home. So the cold shower thing. I mean, I saw. Um, I never saw, but then there was this show my wife had on. It was Gwyneth Paltrow's Goop show, and they had some <laughs> crazy Australian or Nordic guy, and he was doing this cold thing. Uh, how did you hear about the? The cold shower uh, well, thing. Well, I heard, I, I listen to a lot of like, you know, podcasts and whatnot. And one of them is Impact Theory. And that's a lot of like health and business and stories about how people, you know, start from, go from rich back to riches and whatnot. Yeah. And a lot of the, a lot of them have a common theme of creating a morning ritual. And one of them is, uh, cold showers, and I look more into it, and it seems like a lot of these, you know, successful people are doing it. And um, yeah, when I was looking into it, there's just a lot of like health benefits to it, um, and it's also like a a good start to your day to be in a uncomfortable situation. Hmm. Um, yeah, so yeah, it just for me, it it really does help me in that sense where it's like. 
the rest of the day, if it's uncomfortable, if I have to do something uncomfortable, it's not a big deal. It's like, I just do it. I just get in it. Yeah. Huh. Kind of shock yeah. the system, build tolerance. and. Yeah, exa- exactly. Yeah. So a yeah, cold shower and a warm cup of coffee. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and then just writing, yeah, and then just writing, writing yourself down, like, what, what's happening today? What's the intention today? Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. What's something that's exciting you for the future? Um, well, when makes I'm really excited for it. Uh, I'm again, I'm still new to the to the game, so I'm excited to be a newcomer. Like I'm excited to be the new guy. Yeah. Uh, to be the the guy that probably will make a, a lot of mistakes, but it's fine because that's part of it. I think learning learning from mistakes is exciting. Um, yeah, I think uh, right now when makes that a, a, a place where I'm I'm happy with, but I know that it can be so much more. So really, I'm excited about that. I'm excited for this you know coronavirus situation to pass. Yeah, <laughs> I man, I miss going out to like local events and yeah. Um, but yeah, overall, it's just the business and seeing how uh, the current projects are going to turn out within the next couple months. So, yeah, yeah, there's definitely a lot of things to be excited about as far as work goes. Yeah, that's cool. Hey, so what would be one um, uh, artist, music artist you would recommend? Music artist, local or? Uh, yeah, let's do one yeah. local and one maybe uh, international, global, cosmic. <laughs> cool. Um, so local... I'm biased because my cousin is, is a musician. His name is Yes Too, or Christian. Yes, yes, Y E S Y E S. Okay. Um, and then and the Mob Monk. I know you you know him for yeah. sure. Yeah, he's great. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's dope. Yeah, so those guys, something okay. They're they're all dope, man. I've been following them. And on a global scale, it would be Big Sean because he talks about so much about like. Um, you know, like hustling and, and you know, staying focused, and it, it sounds like like a, another like rap song that you'd hear on the um, you know radio. But his content, his actual like lyrics, is actually really good and inspiring. Yeah, cool. Is that what you do? You put that on your headphones? Some of those guys when you're uh, doing your designs, or yeah, if, if I need to like think, then I have then I have like the instrumentals uh, on low on the background. But if I'm like driving or or just chilling, I put on Big Sean to hype myself up. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cold shower, a cup of coffee, and Big Sean, and you're set. Yeah, exactly. Then you're, you're taking has, over the world. <laughs> yeah, he has the song called "Nothing Is Stopping You," and that song is literally what I played for like two years straight every day. Awesome. And I just like, yeah, it's it's amazing. Good. All right, last thing. Uh, what uh, words of wisdom would you give to somebody who's maybe was just starting out and looking to pursue a career in graphic design or web design? Words of wisdom, man. Um, I would say to commit yourself to it, meaning don't half-ass it. If it's something that you want to do, like find a way to love it and love it even more because if it's if it's gonna be something you do every day, you know it's, it's it'll be a lot easier if you actually like really love doing it. So 
one is like build, building up that desire and passion for the craft. Yeah. And two is once you've built up that desire, then that'll help you to easily hustle a 16 hour day on it. Yeah. So like that 16 hour will feel like a nine to five. Yeah. So in general, it's just building that desire and then using that desire to fuel your, your hustle. Yeah. That's awesome. Cool. Yeah. Well, good. Thanks. Thanks, Ralph. I really appreciate it. I thank you for even helping out with different um, content projects. And I'm excited about this, that the latest illustration that you did that's going to be coming out. Um, should be coming out in the mail to people within the next week or so. So for. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. It looks yeah, really good. Fun, man. Yeah. And I'm sure we'll be talking and working together much more in the future. And how do people find you? Instagram at Wenmake, really. That's really where I'm mostly at. Instagram is the best one? Yeah, Instagram at Wenmake. All right. Well, thank you very much. Ha- enjoy your uh, the rest of your shelter in. And, uh, cool. I will. Yeah. Thanks, man. <laughs> All right. Thanks. Bye. Follow Ralph on his Instagram, Wenmakes. Thank you for listening to the Content Magazine Podcast. Please follow us on social media at Content Mag and subscribe by going to our website, content-magazine.com. This episode's music is Muddy Water from Sakura's 2020 release, Coming Home Soon.